Hello, hello, hello everyone. It's Sunday school time and it's a wonderful, wonderful day. I am so thankful to God. This is Saturday. It is the 10th of April in the year 2021. This is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries right here on the World Wide Web. And this is my podcast and I am so thankful to God. So thankful to God. So thankful to God. Our Sunday school lesson is entitled, Why Jesus Came as King. Why Jesus Came as King. And this is John the 18th chapter, the 33rd through the 41st verses. And this is the L.G. Parkhurst Jr. version of its commentary based on the International Sunday School lesson. I will get right into our scriptures, and I thank God for each of you. I thank God for a reasonable portion of health and strength along with mine. I thank Him for everything. And, and uh, dear God, as I sit before you to speak, I pray to you that my soul you will be. And if I should die before I finish, I pray to you that any outstanding sins will be forgiven. This is a day that God has made. I'm rejoicing and I'm glad in it. Going to our scripture here, 18th chapter of John. And our verses are, I guess I'm going to have to go back. I think I'm going to have to go back. There are so many things going on in the world. I am thankful to God because He has spared us. He spared us to see another day. And that He was not obligated to do. But because He is who He is, I am so thankful to Him. Because He didn't have to do it, but He did. And for that, I am so thankful. I'm going to have to go in here and type this scripture in, but it won't take me long at all. So I'm going to do it for some reason. My page got all sick for some reason. So we will go there. And it's, I'm grateful for the time that he gives me to do these webcasts, these these are podcasts. Because it's a privilege to me. Privilege, privilege, privilege to come before you. And thank you so much for joining me, listening to me, and watching me as I minister the Word of God to you and to myself. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. I am not exempt. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? 
Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Okay, we'll go into our commentary. Now they would rather have Barabbas than to have Jesus Christ, even though they knew he was a, a robber. He was a robber, but that's the way of the world. Okay, now into our commentary, you can find this commentary and you can go to um, www.ouosu.com. Pilate went back into his headquarters and brought Jesus in for his trial, where he would be quieter to question Jesus and hear his answers. During Jesus' trial, Pilate would hear something of the gospel of Jesus Christ from Jesus himself. Now, when Jesus testifies before Pilate, he gave Pilate, when he testified before Pilate, he gave Pilate the opportunity to hear the truth and learn more about him as king and savior if he chose. Since John accompanied Jesus to his trial before the religious leaders had confronted Jesus' mother at his crucifixion, most likely he accompanied Jesus to his trial before Pilate, where he could testify on behalf of Jesus if he were called, and where he heard Pilate's questions and Jesus' answers for later recorded in his gospel as the Holy Spirit enabled him. The Holy Spirit would also have aided John's memory when it was time for him to write his gospel. Pilate's questions related to whether Jesus was the long-expected Messiah or King of the Jews. Now, if Jesus had answered yes directly, he would not have talked more about the truth of Pilate, and his answer would have had political implications for Pilate because the Jews expected the Messiah to free them from oppressive Roman rule. So by saying yes indirectly, Jesus could explain to Pilate the type of king that he was and is, a king who was no direct threat to Roman rule, and thus relieve Pilate of the duty of punishing him. However, God planned for Jesus to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and the religious leaders planned to pressure Pilate into crucifying Jesus no matter what Pilate thought about their case against Jesus. Jesus talked reasonably to Pilate and convinced Pilate that he was not an irrational fanatic. 
Jesus showed respect for Pilate as a person and Roman governor. Jesus knew that Pilate was not plotting his death, but he also knew that with enough pressure from the high priest that Pilate would condemn him to die on a cross. Jesus was not trying to talk himself out of crucifixion, but he was concerned that Pilate learned the truth, which might be of a spiritual benefit to Pilate later. Jesus told Pilate, enough truth for Pilate to make a just and courageous decision on Jesus' behalf, which Pilate eventually did, but Pilate refused to spare Jesus' life for fear of the Jewish leaders who could start a riot in Jerusalem or destroy his political career with unjust accusations to the emperor. emperor. By sparing Jesus' life, they could report that Pilate was no friend to Caesar and they could have him removed as governor. Jesus' question was designed to advance his dialogue with Pilate, but Jesus already knew what Pilate would answer him and do. Jesus knew and had foretold his disciples that he must die on a cross for the sins of the world to save all who would believe in him as Lord and Savior. Pilate answered that because he was not a Jew, he did not expect a Messiah, nor would he acknowledge a Jewish king politically or spiritually. He would be concerned only if a Jewish king threatened Roman rule or the peace of Jerusalem, for which he was politically responsible. Yet Pilate did want to know from Jesus' testimony as part of the trial why the Jewish leaders wanted Jesus crucified. He wanted to know if Jesus really deserved the death penalty. He wanted to know if there was really a criminal case against Jesus, and after his examination of Jesus, three times he would tell the religious leaders and the people that he found no case against Jesus. Using rational defense, Jesus told Pilate that his kingdom was not physical, material, or political. He did not seek to compete administratively or militarily with Pilate, any other king or nation. His kingdom was a spiritual kingdom. Therefore, his followers would not use physical force and fight for him. His disciples were armed and could have fought those sent to arrest Jesus in the garden, but Jesus refused their offer when Peter cut off off the ear and Jesus healed the ear of Malchus, an illegal action that Pilate had probably learned of from his soldiers who went to arrest Jesus. They could testify that Jesus offered no resistance when they arrested him and he offered no resistance to Pilate or the religious leaders when they put him on trial. Jesus' kingdom was totally different from a from this world, from a this world kingdom, and what a this world leader would do. Pilate did not see or hear from Jesus what he would have expected to hear and see from a person who wanted to be ruler in this world.
The original Greek New Testament manuscripts do not include the exclamation marks, periods, or question marks. Jesus' response to Pilate makes the most sense if we do not place a question mark at the end of Pilate's statement, or if we emphasize the word are, A-R-E, as we read Pilate's statement as a statement and not as a question, perhaps with some incredulity or amazement in his tone of voice as, so you are a king. Pilate understood from Jesus' answer that Jesus claimed to be a king, but not like any king of this world. Jesus claimed to be a king of a different realm, a spiritual realm. Jesus told Pilate that he came into the world. He came into the world from a spiritual realm or kingdom with a plan and a purpose that would influence this world, but not as a political or material king like the kings of this world. As king, Jesus came to tell people the truth, the truth that he knew from having been and still being a king in his spiritual kingdom. He came from heaven to earth to bring truth into the world. No human being can choose to come into the world as Jesus came by personal choice before they were born. Jesus came to tell the truth and he always told the truth. No one has ever convincingly refuted anything Jesus ever said as recorded in the Bible. He told the truth to the religious leaders and people and he told the truth to Pilate. He told Pilate that if he, Pilate, belonged to the truth that he would listen to what Jesus said, believe his teachings, and obey him. Jesus told Pilate, Everyone who belongs to the kingdom listens to my voice. I'll repeat that. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. If anyone belongs to the truth today, they will listen to Jesus and obey Jesus as king, the king whose kingdom is not of this world. With Pilate's question, what is truth? And his refusal to discuss the question of truth further with Jesus, Pilate confessed that he did not belong to the truth. Even if he came to believe the truth that Jesus was a real king from a spiritual dimension with a spiritual purpose, Pilate would not save Jesus from death by crucifixion. He went out and told the Jews the truth. He found no case against Jesus. He found no evidence that Jesus was a criminal. He found no evidence that Jesus wanted to overthrow the Roman Empire or establish a messianic kingdom according to the expectations of the Jews. He found no evidence that Jesus was a physical, political, or material threat for, uh, to anyone. This is the first time the pilot will say, I find no case against him. He will declare his judgment as Jesus on Jesus' behalf 
two more times to the chief priests and the crowd. Trying to keep the peace and possibly save Jesus from death, Pilate made the chief priests and the crowds an offering. He did, he did have Jewish convicted criminals in his prison. He did have some convicted criminals that faced crucifixion. The Romans crucified thieves and bandits, rebels, revolutionaries, and murderers. Pilate referred to a custom that perhaps had he had begun a few years earlier to keep the peace at Passover time when there would be large crowds in Jerusalem. We do not know when the custom began. Now, make that special in your mind. We don't know when the custom began, okay? He offered to release the king of the Jews because he knew, and every priest also knew, that Jesus had never broken a Roman law and he was not a criminal deserving death. Pilate did not convict Jesus of a crime against the Roman state or against the emperor. He knew that their dispute with Jesus was only religious. Only religious. Only religious. My God. They wanted him dead by any means necessary. Because he was a threat to their sinful lives. My goodness. Even though Jesus was no criminal, the priests and people shouted that they wanted Pilate to release Barabbas, who was a convicted criminal. He was a bandit. Bandits used violence to rob people, and Barabbas had probably robbed his fellow Jews, Samaritans, and Roman citizens. In Luke 10, Jesus spoke about bandits when he taught a parable about a traveler who bandits, bandits had beaten and left for dead and how a good Samaritan had helped the victim. The Samaritan was a good neighbor, a far better person than those who wanted to crucify Jesus. In John, the 10th chapter in the first verse, when Jesus taught about himself as the good shepherd and the sheepfold, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. Those who practiced their religious traditions, especially during Passover, but who wanted and worked to crucify Jesus, were spiritual thieves and bandits who used the Roman legal system to commit murder. Later, in Matthew, the 27th chapter, the 38th verse, we learn that they crucified Jesus among bandits. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. We learn additional facts about Jesus' crucifixion in each of the three synoptic gospels that John saw no need to repeat. Jesus died on the cross as a sacrificial substitute for us so God could have with justice and mercy forgive us for our sins when we repent of our sins and receive Jesus the King as Lord and Savior. Jesus freed Barabbas from death on the cross by dying in his place as his substitute, but we do know do, if Barabbas ever repented of his sins and believed in Jesus. 
I don't think that's supposed to be, I think there's supposed to be a notch in there. But we do not know if Barabbas ever repented of his sins and believed in Jesus, a typographical error. The name Barabbas means son of the father. Bar means son and Abba father. Okay. Jesus is the son of God. He is the son of God the father. Those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are adopted children of God. They have received the Holy Spirit who indwells them. Paul wrote about believers in, in Jesus as children of God in Romans the 8th chapter and the 15th verse. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, and that's two different words, okay? And in Galatians 4, verse 6, Paul wrote, And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Huh. Abba, Father. Okay. I want to try to get it as close to right as I can. This is such a wonderful Sunday school lesson. Okay. And this is the lesson for the 11th of April in this year, 2021. This time is fleeting. Here, now here are questions are. Number one, how did you learn that Jesus is the King of the Jews? Number two, how did Jesus answer Pilate's question, what have you done? Number three, what did Jesus tell Pilate about his kingdom? Number four, but what reason did Jesus give Pilate for coming into the world? Number five, who listens to Jesus? And our focal scripture is John the 18th and the 37th verse, which is, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven on earth. He's an awesome God. R-E-I-G-N-S. I thank you so much for joining me today. This is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries. And... You can uh, get me on right here on my podcast and I share it to other formats, okay? I share it to other formats. And remember that on Sunday mornings at 7 a.m., Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries is live right here on the, word, on the web. And also, Point of View with Shirley, Cliester, and Mueller is live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central and 11 a.m. Pacific Time live on the World Wide Web. Now, if you have not repented of your sins, or maybe have repented of your sins once, and you're in a backslidden state, meaning you've gone back into the world, or if you've never repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is for you. Okay, to repent 
and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and have eternal life. Dear God, please, please repeat after me. Dear God, I repent of my sins. I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Amen. And now that you have prayed the prayer, you've prayed of your sins, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's a done deal. The church, the, the buildings are opening up and receiving uh, uh, in body uh, worship now. And some of them never stopped. But, and, and then Greater Gospel Temple is here available to you. We have not completely rebuilt yet. We are working on it. By the grace of God, the plans are in order. Okay, so you can reach me at 469-629-9543 or ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. Enjoy your day. Let me hear from you. And remember that Jesus loves you. God loves you. And because you repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, His Spirit is in you. So get somewhere, if you're not already, in a fellowship that has a sanctified leader where you can grow in the Lord and learn to live a holy and a righteous life and be encouraged to live a sanctified life. Because remember the end game uh, is the goal is to make it into the kingdom of God and live with Him forever. That is it. And I want to remind you of my song, Will It Be Too Late? And then I also have the newer ones, A Shine. And I have a plethora of songs that are very inspirational to you. So all you have to do is contact me, ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. 469-629-9543. I love you, I love you, I love you.